Hey friends, this is Rachel Mitchell, and this is Living on Mission Podcast, the podcast for women who want to live out their faith in all areas of life and not just in the church pew on Sunday. I'm a homeschool mama of two who is building a thriving wellness business from my kitchen table, and I am passionate about discipling my family and other women in their faith. Every day is an adventure that we get to live out with Jesus. So let's go, my friend. I am so excited that you're here. All right, and welcome back. I am so excited about today's episode. Honestly, I'm a little bit um, a little bit nervous, if I can confess that, because I never, ever want to lead you astray in anything that I share from the Word of God. And today's topic is all about spiritual warfare. Now, if you follow me very long, you know I've talked about this before, and I'm very passionate about talking about this. So I want to make sure that I do it well, and I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. And the reason, the reason behind this episode is because as I am looking around the world today, as I'm having conversations with women every single day, as I'm looking at the conflict between Israel and Hamas, as I just take in the world around me, I see spiritual warfare happening. And now let me say, I do believe this is something that God is revealing to me through the Holy Spirit, through scripture, through discernment, through seeking him, through asking him, honestly, through wise counsel and and just having great conversations with other Christian women who are seeking him as well. Uh, but I encourage you as we talk about this topic to stop this podcast, to pray, and to ask God to help you discern through the power of the Holy Spirit what is actually happening in the world around you. Now listen, listen, spiritual warfare has been happening since chapter 3 of Genesis in the Old Testament. We know it's been around for forever and forever and forever. It is not new. The enemy's tactics are not fresh. They are not something that he is coming up with something clever and new every day. He is using the same old tactics that he has used since the beginning of time. And so I want you to honestly find comfort in that because... If you're a woman of the word, if you're someone who is reading God's word and seeking God's God's strength and his counsel and his wisdom, um, then it's comforting to know that all of these stories that we have read in the Bible, in the Old Testament, New Testament, um, that they are, that God was there. That, yes, Satan was there, but God was there. And, and we have these testimonies of men and women who have fought the good fight in these spiritual battles that we are seeing happening all around us today. And so first, let's start with what is spiritual battle? First, we have to believe and understand that Satan is real. He is very, very real. He is there every day. He is honestly in plain sight. Um, Sometimes he is hiding in the shadows. He is the author of confusion. We know that God is not the author of confusion at all. God's word tells us that. But basically, Satan is there to undermine everything that God wants to do in us and through us, right? So for someone who is lost, who has never come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, Satan is 
sometimes, sometimes hiding, keeping the wool pulled down over their eyes, keeping people mired in a lifestyle of sin so that they can't actually see the goodness of God. But we know that God can break through that. We know that God can absolutely pull someone out of the darkness and into the light. He did that in my own life. I can testify to that. If you are a believer in Christ, if you've given your heart and your life to Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, you're actually trusting him in in him and his death and resurrection for salvation, Satan can't really touch you. He can't take you out of the hands of God. We know that. But he sure can keep your, your focus shifted away from what God wants you to do. And so in the work that I do every single day as a health and fitness coach, I see Satan absolutely excelling at this. He is excelling at keeping our eyes and our hearts and our minds and our bodies fixed away, away from the lifestyle, from the plan that God has for us. And, and if you, if you know me and you've heard me say this before, just, you're going to have to listen again. I think, I believe that Satan's number one tool in taking down the world in, in keeping us like immobile and ineffective, you know, not doing what God wants us to do is I think that he keeps women mired in in this vicious cycle of self-defeat when it comes with taking care of our bodies. If we are tired, if we are lethargic, if we are cranky, if our hormones are out of control, if we don't sleep well, if we snap at our family, at our husband, if we don't do our jobs well, oh my goodness, look at how Satan is winning. And it all starts with these little lies that he plants in our hearts and our minds about why we don't need to take care of our body, why we don't really need to fuel our bodies with good food why it's not really gonna matter if I have this tiny addiction to a, a sugary coffee every day or if I drink extra glasses of wine because mama's tired right all those things compound and they not only affect our health but they affect our mindset and our effectiveness for the kingdom of God I'm not gonna go into that right now I'm gonna do another episode on that but today like I just want you to know that Satan is at work he is there. There are all types of people or beings involved in spiritual warfare. We know there are angels, there are demons. We know that Satan is a person. They all exist, but we don't have to live in fear of them because God has given the most powerful weapon to fight the spiritual battle for our minds, for our bodies, for our families, for our businesses, for whatever it is God has called you to steward. We must, we must be women who are in the word and we are armed ourselves we are arming ourselves with the armor of God okay so spiritual warfare is real and it is more it is more than just what's happening in Israel between Israel and Hamas it is more than just like what we would term big evil out there in the world all right it is happening in our homes Satan wants in your heart he wants in your mind. He wants in your kitchen. He wants in your kids' bedrooms. He wants on your husband's phone. Like Satan is there trying to steal, kill, and destroy the what seem to be the small things, but really stack up to the big things that keep us outside of the will of God and keep us from knowing him better and keep us from telling other people about him. And now, so today is November 1st. If you're listening to this podcast recording, it's the November 1st. And it's the day after Halloween. It's also the day after Reformation Day. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I posted about this. You know that I love to teach my kids about Reformation Day. You know that it's something that I get really excited talking about. 
what is Reformation Day? Reformation Day is the day that Martin Luther, in 1517, October 31st, 1517, he nailed his 95 theses to the door of the church in Wittenberg, Germany. And he was a part of the Catholic Church. He was actually a monk, and he'd given himself to the church and to the Lord. But he was still struggling, struggling with the church's teachings. He was struggling with salvation. Am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Am I going to go to heaven? And he was sitting under the teachings of these men who were not truly teaching the word of God. And so when he began to educate himself, which few people in that day were able to do, because the Bible was not in, it was mostly in Latin, which most people couldn't read it. Um, when he began to educate himself and read it, he realized, hey, these teachings aren't right. He saw something that was off, and he decided to dive deeper into the Word, to pray about it, but then to do something about it. And man, when he did something about it, the world set on fire. It set on fire. It was a a, a just a little drop in the water um, that it was a ripple effect that affects us still today. And so because he did that, because Martin Luther had the, one, the, the desire, the hunger for God's word because he took some action because he studied God's word and actually did something based on what he was reading we have the Protestant church as we know it today we have the truth well we have it through God's word but it, it spread through the church that you know salvation is through Christ alone it is through faith alone it is not of works you know it is something that we can only receive as a gift from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Martin Luther was one of the first people to really really stand up against the church's teachings and actually teach the truth of the Bible, right? And so today in our world, we don't have a situation where we can't, we don't have access to the Bible. I mean, almost everybody in the world almost has access to it on our phone. Thank you, Craig Groeschel, for creating the YouVersion app. Um, but it's not that we don't have access. Honestly, I think it's that we have an abundance of access to it. And we've taken it for granted and we're not reading it and we're we're not reading it and we're not discerning and we're not discerning and we're not applying it and we're not applying it and we're not hungry for more like John Piper says we have feasted so much on the world that we've forgotten what it feels like to be hungry for God to be hungry for God and so why do I bring up the Reformation Day why do I bring up Reformation Day and Halloween I honestly now listen you can unfollow me. You can send me ugly messages. I, I hope you don't. I hope you hear my heart. I am not telling you that you shouldn't do Halloween. That is honestly, I don't think that's my job to tell anyone that. I think that's a decision between you and the Holy Spirit. But what? Look at the battle. Look at the battle between good and evil. Halloween is absolutely rooted in darkness and death. There's no way we can decide, you know, just differ with that. Um, now, are you actually like siding with death and, and things like that by celebrating Halloween, by putting a cute costume on your kid and going door to door? No, I know you're not. But I also know that the enemy uses these simple these simple, seemingly harmless ways to get access to us and to our children. And look at our culture today. Think about how much you actually heard anyone 
celebrate Reformation Day or was it all about Halloween? Did everybody post pictures of their kids? Did everybody go trick-or-treating? Did everybody like study the history of Halloween? Did everybody do these things that have to do with Halloween? And yes, there is a lot of dark things happening on Halloween. We may not be doing it, but other people are doing it. Look at how, how popular Halloween has become and literally no one knows about Reformation Day. No one recognizes it. That is a fight between good and evil. And Satan used something seemingly harmless that has blown up into something so big that we just brush this, this pivotal, pivotal moment in our church's history under the rug, and we don't even think about it. To me, that is an obvious, obvious spiritual warfare happening right in front of us. And again, I'm not telling you, that you shouldn't celebrate Halloween. That is totally up to you. And I want you to discern that with the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, but I do see that it has taken the place of something that should be something that should be celebration worthy in our faith, being the Reformation, the Reformation Day itself. And, and I say that because Satan is crafty. He is crafty. First Peter 5 verses 8 and 9 say, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now imagine a roaring lion. He does not, when he's prowling around looking for someone to devour, he's not all spread out, big shoulders, walking around roaring. No, he's prowling. He's quiet. He's trying to hide as much as he can so that when he finds someone or something to pounce on, he's hidden and he's discreet and then he attacks. That's what the devil is doing. He's coming into our homes. He's coming into our marriages. He's coming into our quiet time. He's coming into our businesses, into our bodies. He's prowling. He's coming slowly. He's he's using small things to get into us so that we are not actually sold out and resisting him and alert and sober-minded. And, you know, I just practically thinking, you know, I'm a health and fitness coach. I talk a lot about food. I talk about a lot about how food and alcohol actually like have controlled me more than I would ever want it to at certain parts of my life, right? I can look back and see how I slowly slipped into overeating. I slowly slipped into having a drink once or twice a week that turned into three or four times a week. I slowly started, you know, participating in things in high school and then got deeper in college and then before I got saved and even after. I still fought that temptation to be a part of something that did not leave me alert and sober-minded, right? And it didn't happen all at once. It happened slowly. Satan was prowling. He was looking. He was seeking to devour me. But praise God, as I got into the Word, I started to see how my patterns of behavior, my unhealthiness was a problem, and it was keeping me from that full life in Christ, okay? So 1 Peter 5, 8, 9, be alert and of sober mind. If we are eating food, that dulls our senses, if we are drinking things that dull our senses, if we're eating food or drink that, that keeps us awake, keeps us from sleeping and getting a good night, good night's rest, if we're eating and drinking things that cause anxiety, um, it's not just alcohol, you guys. It's all the things that we put into our body that steal the abundant life that Christ came to give us, that takes us away from this state of being alert and sober-minded. 
Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, he is on our phones. He is on our phones. If you find yourself scrolling and wasting time and ignoring your family, if, you're, if you or your spouse has been sucked into pornography in some way, I can guarantee it didn't happen overnight. It happened slowly as Satan prowled looking for someone to devour. Okay? So that's the, that's the not so great part. He is prowling. He is looking around. He's looking for people who are not alert, who are not sober-minded, who are not standing on the ready to resist him. But God gives us instruction in the next verse, in verse 9. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone in that temptation. You're not alone in that stronghold. You're not alone in that that um, tendency you have to overeat, to snap at people, to, to spend too much money, whatever it might be. You're not alone. There are people, there are believers all over the world who are fighting the same kind of battles. But this scripture verse tells us to resist him to stand firm in the faith and know that you're not alone. That is comforting. That is hopeful. That is instruction that we can use every single day. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 through 5 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. I love this language. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. All right? Sometimes, sometimes the strongholds come just sneakily into our minds. You know, that doubt in your heart about what God has called you to do, that comparison in your heart about the work that he has created you to do, that tendency to to just kind of slink away and say, oh, God could never use me, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. That's an argument that he has put in your mind that does not line up with the knowledge of God. The stronghold you face every single day to go through the drive-thru and eat the food that you know is not keeping you alert and sober-minded, that's the enemy. The way you blow up at your kids when they drop something or say something you told them not to or, or get too loud, the way you tend to do that to blow up, that's the enemy. The thoughts you think about your spouse every day, oh, if only he was better at this, it would be easier to love him. Oh, if only he was like so-and-so, it would be easier to love him. That's the enemy. That's an argument that he is putting in your head that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ. He is so, so good at half-truths. The way you react to someone else who's living in sin and you look down your nose at them, that's the enemy. That is the enemy. We take these thoughts captive. We must take these thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. How are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? We're going to do that by being in the word of God. The only way that we're going to know what the knowledge of God is to be able to identify these lies and these untruths and these arguments is if we are actually women who are getting in the word of God for ourselves and we are letting the Holy Spirit speak to us through our time with God. And he will Oh my gosh, he will, and it will be uncomfortable, and it will be awkward at first, and you will struggle even more with these sins as God starts to call them out, as he starts to identify these strongholds, these arguments in your mind. 
it will be hard. But the harder it gets, that just means that Satan is pushing back and he does not want you to demolish these strongholds. He does not want you to demolish these arguments because he knows that if you are stuck in this mindset of me, 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 or or I can't do this, or or you know, you don't have any confidence, or you know, like your husband is the worst, or your kids are just the most horrible, or you know, I'm Judgy Judgerson over here and I'm better than her. Satan knows that if he's got you stuck there, then he is winning the battle temporarily. But we fight these strongholds by knowing the word of God. And that is what spiritual warfare is. It's not what's happening on the ground. Well, it is what's happening on the ground in Israel. Yes, that is spiritual warfare, a battle between good and evil. But there is a battle happening in your home. There is a battle happening in your body. There is a battle happening in your marriage. There is a battle happening in your business. And if you don't believe it and you're not taking steps to to identify it and to stand firm, then Satan is winning. But the good news is, the good news is, James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I like strong language. I love strong language in the Bible. I underline words all the time. James 4, 7 says, submit. Submit yourselves into God. What does it mean to submit to God? It means, one, to know him, to know what He we are submitting to, to know his will for us, his plan for us, his purpose for us. And the only way to know that is to be in the word of God. Submit yourselves into God. Ask him to forgive you of your sin, of your strongholds. Repent, turn north, sister. And then the next part is resist. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resistance is not sitting there and letting things happen to you. Resistance is not saying, oh, so-and-so will take care of it. I'm not going to worry about it. Resistance is actually standing firm in the spot that God has put you, which is in your home, which is in your marriage, which is in your parenting, which is in your business, which is in your body. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And today, right now, as you listen to that, as you listen to that verse, as you listen to my words, you may be like, Rachel, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, like, I believe you, but I don't really know what that looks like in my life. Okay, well, get ready. Are you hungry to learn? Are you eager to learn? Are you hungry more for the word of God and the will of God than you are for the will of the enemy? Then start, pick up your Bible open it every day, shut the world out, don't open social media, don't open Facebook, don't open your email, start with the word of God, take up your armor and put it on, put on the full armor of God, put on all of it, and we're going to talk about that in the weeks to come, Um, I really want to make this into a series about fighting spiritual battles in your body, in your family, in your business, and I'm going to cover those three areas specifically, but get ready to put on the full armor of God to resist the devil and to watch him flee from you, all right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. God's word is true. It does not tell us lies like Satan does, okay? God's word is true, and he promises to equip us with everything that we need to fight the battles that we face every single day. So are you ready? 
Are you ready to fight? To fight? I'm sorry, I can't talk. I'm so excited. Are you ready to fight the spiritual battles that are happening in your world around you? I am ready to fight, and I can't wait to watch and see what Satan does. Okay? Until next week, I'll see you later.